Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi guys, my name's Tunisia. And my name is Marin. And we are with Divine Design Fitness. And today we're gonna talk about fat ain't always fat. Mm-hmm. People have always told us that eating fat makes you fat, but we're here to tell you that that is not necessarily true. They lie, y'all. They lied. <laughs> All right, let's get at it. Hey, and welcome to the Muscles and Medicine podcast with Marin and Tunisia. We combine fitness, health, and motivation with faith to help you become stronger physically and spiritually and become the healthiest version of you. This episode is brought to you by Divine Design Fitness, where we help you build your body and strengthen your faith. So when you're getting nutritional advice, I'm going to give you one major tip. Always figure out where that research came from and who's going to stand to make money from that research. Um, And you'll kind of understand where I'm coming from as we go throughout this topic. But there is important information that can help you. This is important information that can help you reach your goals that you might have been trying to reach for years, months, some of you days. (laughs) But this bit of information will help you achieve your goals so much more. And it's contradictive to what we were all taught as youth. And you remember in middle school and elementary school, when we had the whole food pyramid and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And they were like, oh, I, could eat, I need to eat all the cereal and all that stuff. No, that's not how you're going to get where you want to go. So perfect segue. It, it, tell me, like when you were in school, what grade do you remember the nutritional diagram coming out? I remember in first Fifth, grade, fourth, fourth, yeah. So fourth, that I had a clear understanding of what they were. What they were, yeah. I yeah. remember in first grade, and I was like, I was mad, honestly, because I was in first grade, and it says sugars at the top, at the very top. Eat minimally, you know. As a kid, <laughs> you want candy, and I was a, I like biscuits and stuff mm-hmm. as a kid too. So I was like, oh goodness, I get all the biscuits and all the pancakes I want, but I can't have the sugar. Um, But I'm telling you, it said at the top to use fats and sugars sparingly. And it did one thing right. And that was to reduce the amount of sugar we ate instead of eating all the candy. Uh, But they told us to eat six to 11 servings of bread, pasta, rice every single day. And again, this is as a youth, we're learning this. So I'm pretty sure we all agree that even though this might be the nutritional advice that we eat mm-hmm. off of right now, it's not necessarily the best because if it was, we wouldn't have such a huge epidemic in this country of obesity and health related wealth, I'm mean, wealth, health related problems related to weight. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, especially on that bread and cereal and mm-hmm. rice and pasta, that's, it, they for, did not mention that all that stuff turns to sugar. Mm-hmm. Converts um, to sugar. Converts right. to sugar. And we are seeing, and I think we all can agree, that um, we are starting to see diabetes in a younger population. Mm-hmm. Um, we are starting to see all these different types of um, health issues mm-hmm. that we did not necessarily see before. Mm-hmm. But I like, think we can yeah. account that to um, how we're eating and mm-hmm. what we're eating. Um, As a healthcare professional, and not being specific, but what would you say might be the percentage of 
health-related problems that you see come into a hospital that might have been reduced or eliminated if a person had less weight? Absolutely. So let's look at some of the top things. Let's look at um, cardiovascular hypertension. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's look at when you think about hypertension and the healthiness of the heart, Mm -hmm. you think about the things that we eat, things that will clog the arteries, things that will harden the arteries, things that put on weight. Mm -hmm. And and whenever you have more weight and you have arteries that are clogged, you can... Your heart works harder. Your heart works harder and there is some correlation between weight and blood pressure, mm-hmm. and uh, we all know that what we eat mm-hmm. sometimes is a direct reflection to how, how we much feel we and how we feel. Right. You look at diabetes. We know that diabetes is a disease mm-hmm. that is completely driven driven off how much sugar or um, how your body, your body reacts to sugar. Yeah. How your body reacts to sugar. So when you look at the two things that affect, um, I'll say, our communities, um, African-American communities Mm -hmm. the most, you look at diabetes and you look at hypertension. Right. Right. So, and I'm telling you, both of these can be reversed. I'm not going to say completely eliminated, but reversed with food. Um, So here's an interesting fact. So these guidelines for the food pyramid were introduced in 1977. And the the obesity rate in the U.S. at that time was around 20%. So if you put 100 people in a room, only 20 of them would be considered obese. Um, but then if we look at the most recent study that I've looked at in 2017, 2018, the obesity rate in the U.S. has more than doubled at 42.4%. Wow. So something has changed. Wow. Something has changed when... That recommendation that we learned back in the day was introduced in 1977. We adopted it. And, you know, I have my theories, but for whatever reason, we adopted it as a country. And now we've seen the health related effects throughout the whole country. So we're going to just kind of do a light, deep dive and give you some tips, some information and then tips on what you can do to um affect change in your body by what you eat when it comes to fat. So first thing, eating fat is not the same as becoming fat. Um, I realized this, I've been a trainer for 15, 16 years. T's been a nurse about the same time, but I, I never really had to worry about my diet so much until I started getting older. Mm -hmm. And then I realized you cannot outwork a bad diet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No matter what you might get stronger, but you're not going to see the body transformation that you want to see. Um, and it wasn't until we were getting ready for our wedding and I was training at the gym and I did the whole metabolic breakdown and they were like, you're not eating enough and you're not eating enough healthy fats. And so I went started eating healthy fats. And when I tell you, I ended up cutting my workouts from six days a week to three days a week, changing the way I ate and the fat dropped off. Mm-hmm. And so I realized the correlation with eating healthy fats for myself. I know I've taught other people this, but it's different when you see it happen for yourself. Eating healthy fats and then seeing the fat drop off. Um, so what has your thoughts been on that? Like, I know you did the same thing. You kind of went through the same thing when we got married and when we were trying to get right. into the tux and the dress. Right. Um, for me, it was about changing 
just relearning what I thought my relationship with food mm-hmm. and understanding that um, I had to relearn some things. And I think that we all can agree that right. over life we have been taught um, things that we're finding out in our adulthood <laughs> that is not necessarily true. Right. So I had to kind of relearn and re-understand my relationship between food um, what it did for my body, what was healthy for my body, what what wasn't healthy for my body. For example, me and Miranda constantly have a discussion around soy mm. and what that means for me as a woman and what it means for him mm-hmm. as a male. And learning that I do need fats in mm-hmm. my body in order for it to thrive and do mm-hmm. the things that it needs to do. And sometimes those healthy fats that we do put in our body can kind of um, help us jump start our weight loss mm-hmm. and kind of trying to figure out how to understand how to pair exercising with your food mm-hmm. intake and your food habits to get the best results that you need. Right. Right. So let's do a, a explanation of fat. So the fat that is stored in your body is what is known as adipose tissue. Um, and this fat tissue is essential to survive. A lot of people always, I want to get to the lowest body fat percentage that I possibly can. I get that if you are, if you have excess body fat, but there's a certain level of which you do not want to go below because your body will stop functioning. If you had no body fat, zero body fat, you would be dead right now. So we've villainized fat over the years and decades without realizing that fat is one of the macronutrients is fat carbs and other things that we have to eat for our body to function properly. Um, but the other thing is having too much fat around your organs and things like that is where you really don't want, uh, to be at and having excess fat, but you don't want zero body fat. If your body gets too low on fat, you'll start seeing changes like higher cortisol levels, which is a stress hormone, the reduction in testosterone and for all my men out there, you understand that testosterone is one of the lifebloods of our body, um, like estrogen and for women. It's very much so one of those things that if it's too high or too low, if it's out of balance, it can throw everything off. Um, and just a little bit of a tip when you're starting a workout journey and we always say go to the doctor and go get a physical ask them to do a blood panel on your hormone levels. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that, because you could do all the working out, you can change all the diets, but if your hormone levels are not right, your weight loss journey, your building muscle journey is going to be a lot harder um, than it needs to be. So make sure you get that checked out. That's good. Yeah. So as we kind of trans mm-hmm. transition, Marin, we've talked a lot about, about what fat is not. Mm-hmm. Tell us what actually makes us fat. So make, what makes us fat is mainly two things. One, eating too much, taking in too many calories. Mm-hmm. So if I'm up and about walking around, moving, doing stuff all day, my caloric intake needs are going to be completely different than somebody who's sitting at a desk all day or sitting on the couch relaxing, not moving. They're going to need less calories to maintain or lose weight um, than I would. I can afford to eat more. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I'm moving and I'm burning more. That's what it is. So a lot of people say, oh, it's it's more than calories in, calories out. Yes, they're correct. But for beginners, for beginners, if you're starting this journey, 
be real with yourself. How much am I moving? How active am I? And how many calories do I actually need to eat? In order to lose weight, you need to actually have a caloric deficit, meaning you have to eat less calories than you're going to burn in the day. And then once you start doing that, you start to lose weight. But so I know that we're in a season right now where a lot of people are working from home yes with the pandemic yes um and a lot of people are gaining weight mm-hmm. due to the pandemic we we <laughs> Not a lot of people are two of those we. people <laughs> that have put on some pounds from the pandemic talk to us a little bit about what fat intakes healthy fat intakes looks like for someone that is working from home Give us some examples on some things that we can eat mm-hmm. that are healthy fats that we can do throughout the day mm-hmm. um, that are going to be beneficial for our body and mm-hmm. not harm our body for people that are more sanitary right now. Sedentary, yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Not sanitary. She is a Sorry. nurse, so she's thinking about the sanitary. <laughs> <laughs> but for our purposes, it's sedentary, not moving around as much. Um, but yes, uh, examples are avocados, um, cheese if you can handle dairy, um, dark chocolate. That one was one when I found that out, that surprised mm-hmm. me. Dark chocolate um, and Trader Joe's and places like that have amazing dark chocolate, low in sugar, um, good in healthy fats, and good in antioxidants um, to help your body whole eggs um not just the egg white per se and that's also relative to other information like what is your cholesterol levels have you have high cholesterol you know you might want to adjust things here or there um i love seafood i'm from san diego or we moved out here from san diego i love seafood so some good fish some Mm -hmm. good some good salmons just some good fish in your diet snacking on nuts um that have good um fat healthy fats in them Chia seeds, like if you like to make smoothies or shakes, you can put a scoop of chia seeds in there and they have um, a good amount of fat content. And what you cook with extra virgin olive oil, grapeseed oil, uh, avocado oil, things like that also is a part. We cook with it, but it also is considered an amount of fats that we take in. Hey, y'all, let's take a quick commercial break. If you're anything like me, the winter months can leave your skin feeling dry and irritated. I'm always looking for a way to hydrate and have a little me time. I have a secret for you. Turn your shower into an escape with the gentle skin softening Whey Melrose Place Body Cleanser. Let me tell you a few things I enjoy about it. It balances your skin without stripping it or leaving unwanted residue. It gently cleanses and nourishes at the same time with a luxurious lather. It has skin softening oils and a hydrating blend, and it also has high quality nourishing ingredients like jojoba seed oil and rosehip oil. Experience the new way Melrose Place Body Cream and Body Cleanser, your body, your way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use the code BELIEVE to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com code believe so how often should we be eating you know that's a that's an interesting one because i've tried all of them yeah we i know a lot of people they will do intermittent fasting right they will eat frequent small meals right um what's your thoughts on how often 
Um, is it different for everybody? Just mm-hmm. kind of give us your thoughts on what? how often we should be eating the right. healthy fats, one, right. or how often we should be eating in general. Um, I'll go, everybody's different. So it's kind of hard for me to say this is what you should do. This is because what you should do might not be what I should do mm-hmm. or what you should do. But I will say um, I've done intermittent fasting and it worked for me. But then I've also done eating every two hours but limiting the amount of calories I did in those snacks. So it might be 100, 150 calories every two hours. And then at night or lunch will be a portion of my calories for the day. And I've gotten results on both. A lot of it, again, is what's sustainable for you. I don't want you to try to do anything that's not sustainable. So if you cannot wait till 12 o'clock to eat, which is is weird because if I'm when I'm working, it's very easy to wait till 12 and look up like, oh, man, I haven't eaten yet. But then if you're thinking about it, it's but crazy. It's like, hard. Yeah. Right, right. Um, For me, yeah. I found that um, I've had to switch it up. So mm-hmm. I may start out, for example, first quarter mm-hmm. where I am intermittent fasting mm-hmm. and I don't eat until 12 o'clock. But and 16, by, eight, like eating between 12 and like 8 p.m. Exactly. And then after that, you're fasting, you're nothing fasting, but water. Nothing but water. And black coffee, green tea. Right. Yeah. And that has worked out for me because there's something about the first of the year that we <laughs> yeah. kind of get that drive and that push to be able to go after our fitness and health goals. Right. And we um, fast spiritually for spiritual reasons exactly. to draw closer to God, find out his Absolutely. purpose. Yeah. And then I found that as I get closer to the end of that first quarter, sometimes your drive kind of... You, you, it falls off. It falls off. <laughs> right. And so I'll switch it up and I'll do where I'm eating frequent small meals every two hours. So what I found for me and on my fitness journey is mm-hmm. I'm able to kind of switch it up mm-hmm. and they both work. But what doesn't work for me is when I stay on that same mm-hmm. regimen right. for too long. And um, there's something to be said about that, because, again, too many people try to do one thing and never move off that track. The human body does not work that way. The way God created the body is it adapts to change. Change is what pushes us and propels us further into toward our goal. So changing the environment. You can't do the same workout and expect the same results. You can't eat the same way all the time and expect the same results because your body gets used to it. Your body says, oh, I know we're going to eat at 12 Mm o'clock. So maybe on a Saturday you do intermittent fasting during the week. And then on a Saturday you give yourself a cheat day and switch it up. And your body's like, oh, thank you. Because what's going to happen too? is the the less fat you eat again most people were taught to reduce the amount of fat right the less fat you eat your body starts to try to hold on to the fat Mm -hmm. that you are eating and because it's trying to hold on to it your body is no longer really trying to burn fat as fuel is going to find carbs and things like that as fuel so what we want to switch and you're asking what what i suggest we switch from focusing on eating less fat to focus on eating less sugars mm-hmm. and less carbohydrates. And I'm not saying cut carbs like a keto diet might say where you can only have like 25 carbs a day or things like that. And be careful with keto. Yes. Know where your cholesterol know is. Don't do the dirty, che- dirty keto. Right. <laughs> eating bacon every day and right. all day. Right. Um, I think keto is great, but we mm-hmm. want to be like what happened when we went like right. we actually so, went to the doctor and keto worked great for me. Keto worked great for Marin. Marin mm-hmm. has a very, very, very low mm-hmm. cholesterol, cholesterol. Right. Um, extremely low cholesterol, which is great for him. 
my cholesterol was normal, but I did see a bump in my cholesterol levels when I did keto. Right. So what we're saying is that keto's great. I've seen some amazing results with keto, but mm. keto is not for everybody. So whatever you're eating and whatever fad diet or whatever diet or lifestyle change that you are trying to commit to, please make sure that it is what's going to be best for your body. Mm -hmm. Because God created us also very different mm -hmm. that what may work for Marin did not work for me. Right. And although I did see, let, let's talk about yeah, this. You looked, you, I you looked dropped. amazing. <laughs> she dropped away. I dropped the weight. I looked amazing. But when but she went to get what? her physical, Guess what? <laughs> yeah. It bumped up my cholesterol. So be just because sometimes that and that right there mm -hmm. will preach. <laughs> okay, What you see on the outside ain't always yes. what's happening on yes. the inside. Yeah. So because you are losing weight and because you are starting to see things drop does not necessarily mean that it is the best thing for you. Right. Does, not also, does not necessarily mean that it is the best plan for you. Right. So you have to look at more. You have to look just at the outward. overall yeah. picture. Mm -hmm. And it can't just be for what you see on the scale. Right. So here's another fact uh, and why we have such a, a issue with obesity or people being overweight. The USDA said that from 1970 to 2000, the total number of calories that were added to a typical person's diet in the United States was 530 calories. So we increase the amount of calories we take in, yet we got more sedentary. Because, you know, in 1970, we didn't have computers like we do now. We were moving and shaking and stuff all day. So now we can literally sit in a chair all day mm -hmm. and not have to get up to do anything. And yet we're consuming 24% more calories than we did, you know, in 1970. So that being the case, mm -hmm. really, I like, I'm always forgetting, counting your calories is like having a good budget financially it's one of those things where if you use an app like my fitness pal and you start to actually document everything you eat you start to realize oh i'm not eating enough or i'm eating way too much i gotta pull back but it lets you know where you're at so that way you're like oh, okay well i went way overboard i gotta really put in some work in my workout today or hey i need to eat more so i have a good workout today or Whatever it is. And yeah. if those kind of apps kind of are overwhelming to you, mm -hmm. start by just doing like a food, food journal, journal where yeah. you're writing down what you had mm -hmm. and you can say, oh, now that I look at it, I ate way too much bread today. Mm -hmm. So tomorrow I am going to have my hamburger without the bun. Yeah. Protein style. Yeah. Eliminate little things because I will say that sometimes those apps are mm -hmm. a little bit overwhelming for yeah, they someone can get, that yeah, are new. That's starting out. <laughs> right. So we want to challenge you if you can't use the fitness apps, um, just journal. Journal. Yeah. Write, write it, it down. down so you can see it, so mm -hmm. that you can make small changes mm -hmm. that will be long, that will give you long time effects. effects. And it'll get easier as you go on. So as it gets easier, you can jump to the next level. Um, the other thing though is carbs. Mm -hmm. Carbs are our source of energy. What happens is if you take too many carbs, your body's never going to switch over to burning fat for fuel because it's using carbs, which are easier to use as uh, fuel. Um, so that being said, the second thing with carbs is they make you feel fuller faster. So when you're hungry, you don't think, oh, let me go get an avocado. Let me go get the. You think, 
let me go get a candy bar or some chips or something like that because it's going to make you feel fuller faster. Mm -hmm. But what's going to happen is you're going to actually get hungrier sooner. And there's a term for this. The technical term is reactive uh, hypoglycemia. It's your sugar levels are changing based off of what you're eating and you get hungry again. Even if you have don't have diabetes or any sugar issues like that, you get hungry because of what you ate. Um, so, again, be careful. You remember the saying what the Lay's potato chips, you can't just eat one. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a reason behind it. <laughs> your body's like, oh, let me just get a couple of chips. Oh, man, that's so good. You feel good, then all of a sudden you just start craving it. That's a chemical reaction happening in your body based off of what you're eating. And it's usually around carbs. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what should you do? What should you do? I know you kind of touched on this earlier. Um, if so you're a newbie, what would you suggest? The first thing I would say would be check your doctor to yes. get a baseline on what your levels are. Mm -hmm. Your sugar levels, your cholesterol levels. Mm -hmm. Um, your hormone levels, um, your hemoglobin A1C, which is a combination of what your glucose levels have been over a period of time. Right. So we will always tell you guys to start with a baseline, a baseline physical, a baseline um, blood panel to know where you are. Mm -hmm. So before you even start any kind of diet or any kind of workout program, you have already done the work to determine what's going to be safe for you right because right? Right. safety is first we want to make sure that whatever we're doing it is um going to be safe, safe. for us right and so don't will, yeah. yeah so that yeah. would be my very 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 first step mm -hmm. is to make sure you see your doctor right and get a baseline physical and baseline blood work and the cool thing is because of that you'll know where you are and because you know where you are when you go back in six months after you put in that hard work, you can see where you went. You can see what's working, what's not working, make those changes. Mm -hmm. um, that's how you become sustainable. That's how you do something sustainable. The other thing I would say is do not jump on a crash diet. Mm -hmm. Do not go right from I'm eating horrible to I'm only eating celery and <laughs> all this stuff. Don't do that. Ooh, it's not celery. sustainable. Yeah. <laughs> I have PTSD from celery. <laughs> we did, yeah, we did celery juicing for like, yeah. I, listen, what we what did we promise you? We're going to keep it real. Yeah. And we're going to give you vodka. Yeah. So here is a real moment. I decided that I wanted to do the celery, celery juice cleanse. Juice yeah. cleanse, right? Which for some people it works great. Some people, We're not it saying works. it wasn't it, horrible. Right. So we are not saying that these things don't work. We're just saying we are really drilling in that everything ain't for everybody. Right. And I'll tell you what happened to me really quickly. We did celery, it was going well. I felt the detoxing mm -hmm. effects of it. Um I was skin was clear. Mm -hmm. I was starting to see a lot of the benefits of it, but guess what happened? One day I woke up in a severe abdominal pain. Right. I mean, severe. I tried to walk that thing off. She tried, to, tried, she tried to, to pray it off. Pray that thing <laughs> off. I tried to lay mm. down. I tried everything, water, everything to relieve yeah. that pain and my stomach would not stop hurting. Mm -hmm. So and we had to take her to the doctor, the yeah. ER. Right. Yeah. And you know, for a nurse to, to go, go to, to the, the ER, ER yeah. just, you are mm -hmm. just about on yeah. your way to see Jesus. <laughs> so I went to the ER and guys, that celery juice had, inflamed, you had a reaction to it. Yeah. Had inflamed my colon so much that 
I ended up having to spend the night in the hospital, mm-hmm. get high dose IV antibiotics. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying all this to say that, again, you have to figure out what works for your body and listen to your body. Because when I think back on it, I had signs that I should stop. But you kept pushing because we thought, oh, that's that normal yes. transition period. Yes. of Or, yes. yeah, there's certain times you just yes. got to go with your spirit and know, like, hey, this might not be working for right. me. <laughs> so when Moran says be careful to jump on these quick fix fad diets, mm-hmm. understand that sometimes those diets have consequences that we are not looking mm-hmm. for. And mm-hmm. sometimes they're not going to always be positive. And that's OK, because we live and we learn from our mistakes. Right. right? That's um, the grace. That's where grace comes in. That God gives us in. that ability to right. try something but like, oh, no, didn't work. Let me get back into my lane. Absolutely. So. Yeah. so I just wanted to throw that real mm-hmm. moment in there to, got, to let you know that we, we too, have made a lot of mistakes and we're mm-hmm. trying to figure it out as right. we go on this faith and fitness journey. Exactly, exactly. So um, start focusing on your eating habits. Again, write write your stuff down. That's the only way you're really, truly going to see is write it down, make it plain, put it right in front of your face that, hey, I ate horrible today. Hey, you know what? I'm actually doing some good stuff. Um, eat. Focus on eating low sugar content. When you go to the grocery store, start to look at what's on the item that you're purchasing. I like coffee creamer. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm doing keto or really trying to focus, I'll try to use heavy cream in my coffee versus a typical creamer. Mm-hmm. But if I get that flavored stuff, I'll look at the back and see, okay, how much sugar is in it and focus on that. Um, and then for your fats, focus on or stay away from saturated fats. So focus on healthier fats. Like I said, avocados, uh, cheeses, dark chocolate, whole fish uh, or fatty fish, whole eggs, things like that. And you'll start to see the results. Um, other than that, y'all, like I said, we said we we're going to keep it real. We kind of told you what mistakes we've made, what what's worked for us, what didn't work for us, where we've been, where we're trying to go. We're still in that journey. We're trying to get back right. And guys, you're going through this transition period to not only help yourself, but this is the one body that God gave us um, to live here on earth. So we want to take care of it as best as we can. You would not put sugar in your gas tank on your car and expect it to run the best way. Well, you know. Somebody might, and they might not have liked you and put sugar in your gas tank to mess up your engine. Why would you put that in your body if you wouldn't put it in your car? You got to care more about yourself um, than everything else. And why give it to your friends? Why give it to your family? Nobody's saying you cannot have fun, enjoy food, because right. we're foodies. We are foodies. We are foodies. Yeah, we're big on that. We don't yeah. want to, by any means, tell you that you can't sometimes have this or right. sometimes have that. Um, we're just saying that everything we do, we want to do it in moderation. Right, right. All right, guys. So quick recap. First thing is what we were taught as kids were wrong. I'm talking about that food pyramid with all those uh, rations of grains and cereal and stuff. We want to flip that. You want to eat more healthy fats and limit those grains. Um, Eating fat is not necessarily what's going to be making you overweight. It's the carbs and it's overeating. And what's the other one? Um, Making change to eating healthier food that it still tastes good Mm -hmm. is actually easier than you think. Yes. Um, And that was something that we had to understand, too. Healthy doesn't always mean nasty. 
right? <laughs> yes, yes, right? yes, yeah. Very. Yeah. You can make healthy fun and you mm -hmm. can make healthy taste good. Right. And guys, if you're really to, ready to just kind of jump on that train and say, hey, how can I eat healthy? Have it taste amazing, restaurant-worthy food, but I want to cook it at home. We got something for you. Yes. So if you go to DivineDesignFit.com and you click on the store link, it'll take you to our 60-day transformation nutritional bundle. What that is is going to give you 60 days of recipes guided in. I'm when I say, guys, this food is good. It's restaurant-worthy. We worked with a chef to prepare, and I'm not even going to just say a chef. This chef is from New Orleans, so you know they're going to put some flavor in their food. <laughs> uh, we created this packet for you so you can eat healthy, cook at home, have fun with your friends, have fun with your family, cook with your, your wife or your husband, your kids, and learn how to eat healthy. You make stuff taste amazing. I mean, we um, there was something, I don't know, we put it in this version of the cookbook, but we made tacos that had no meat in it. And when I tell you I would eat those over any taco without meat, and I'm not saying meat is bad, but if you're plant-based, which right. this book also has um, substitutions for plant-based options or keto options, you can make those adjustments. And if you go there, you go ahead and purchase it. It will send you a link to it in the email. Go ahead and download it, and you can get started on that health and fitness journey with the food part right now, today, wherever you're at. All right? All right. If you're ready to build your body and strengthen your faith, visit Divine Design Fitness to receive your free home full body workout. And if you like this episode, make sure to subscribe to the Muscles and Medicine podcast wherever you consume your podcast. All right, guys. Get fit. Stay blessed. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.